back ladies and gentlemen it is thursday it's july the 30th i almost thought it was august for a second but we're not there yet let's hold back the hands of summer another couple of days it's another technical podcast hope everyone's doing well out there today it is a scorcher here again for like the fourth day in a row uh, I don't, I mean, I don't remember the last time we've had a heat wave this consistent and this long, but it's been a hell of a time. Mr. Black, how are you doing today, sir? Doing all right. Doing all right? Doing it's all been, right. Uh, it's certainly been a week for you. Yep, it's, it's been a week. It's not been a usual week, but it's no, been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> yes. Driving down the highway, actually going to get my car safetyed. And the irony of driving down the highway, I'm on the I'm on the right hand side, the non passing lane. There's a big greenish van in front of me, and it's early in the morning. It's like seven thirty in the morning. So I just got my Tim Hortons coffee. I'm just getting ready to open up the coffee, not speeding, just literally just cruising. Got the window down. It's like a nice morning, relaxing. The sun's beating. And all of a sudden, the van in front of me starts swerving. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? So I start, I, I, as soon as the van moves, I'm like, what the hell is he trying to dodge? And then there's a big-ass ladder in the middle of the goddamn road on the highway. And I'm coming at it. And I'm going, fuck. I have two choices. Slam on the brakes. That's not a choice you want to take on the highway. When uh, there's people behind you, uh, I looked to my left right away. Nobody was there. So I said, fuck it. I'm swerving. So I swerve, uh, managed to miss the center of the ladder, which would have fucked my shit up bad and ended up hitting the like ass end of the ladder, sort of like the step, like the, the, the base, uh, smashed the front of my car. Uh, and as I'm swerving back into my driver's lane, a bunny rabbit decides to jump out on the highway simultaneously and gets fucking wrecked by my car. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm very close to an exit. So instead of pulling over on the side of the highway, because there was cars from like behind me, they were all swerving. Like, bro, everybody was like, it was like one after another, all trying to dodge this fucking thing that was all over the road. Along with some other junk, there was like a muffler and some other shit. It's all kinds of shit all over the road. Uh, so I'm like, fuck that. I'm not stopping in the middle of the highway uh, on the side of the highway. I'm going to go up to this exit, which was just like half a kilometer up. So I drove up to the exit, pulled over and looked at my car. And I'm like, oh, fuck. There's a, like a big gash. So on my entire car, I, I got the protective um, film that went the around the whole. Wrap. Yeah. So I did the whole fucking car. Right, not just the front, but it did the whole damn thing, and the ladder hit it so hard, it did so much damage that it went through that and just literally chunked 
like part of the frame, like the the plastic whatever of the car, uh, to the point where it was just like there, there's no film in the world that was protecting uh you know you hitting a ladder going about 80, 90 on the on the highway. So uh, that was done. My radiator uh, wrecked, uh, gr- my grill wrecked. So the whole front bumper needs to be taken off and replaced, and then repaint it. And so anyway, uh, I ended up calling nine one one when I got up to the ramp. Uh, I was like, "Hey, you know, just got in an accident on the highway. Uh, you should probably go over there and remove whatever the shit <laughs> ladder and stuff off the middle of the road before someone dies." Um, no, continue. I'm going to continue. Oh, okay. I was I just doing, that for, the, I was doing that for the stream because I have to just turn you down a little, a little bit. Oh. That's all. Um, yeah. So anyway, I drove back up. Uh, they got rid of this stuff pretty quick. And uh, the police uh, told me to go to the police station, write a report. So I did that. Then I called my insurance company and my insurance company sort of dicked me. And they were like, yeah, well, unfortunately, since it was uh, an item on the highway, um, you know, it's it's your fault. I'm like, well, I'm not sure what you want me to do in this situation. I wasn't speeding. Uh, there was a van in front of me. Like, I didn't have much time to react. Like, I, I did the best I could along with everybody else on the highway. What the fuck? So anyway, they're like, yeah, unfortunately, like, we understand. And this sort of thing happens all the time. But uh, basically, they're like, yeah, for any stationary item on the on the highway, even though it was anything from stationary, it was all over the fucking place on the highway. But uh Basically, I was fortunate because I have accident forgiveness on my uh, insurance. I've been paying into that. So essentially, I have to just pay the $1,000 deductible. And then uh, the the me it being my fault gets forgived. And it doesn't change any of my insurance rates or any future insurance rates uh, or anything like that. So like, you know, I have to use that up. And then I think after so many years or something without an accident then you can get it back but well that's like um, the the shittiest thing about you know and i love I, I know it's 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 definitely uh prime territory to fuck on insurance companies because let's be honest they're insurance companies they're not out there to actually insure you they're out there to make as much money as humanly possible yep and my god they make a lot of money yep but in that instance it's one of those things where it's like how the fuck is the insurance company supposed to know? Yeah, the and that's why dash cams are getting more and more popular now because like look, I'm ordering I'm ordering one right away. I'm done. I'm done playing any games because you if if I had a dash cam, you would have seen it clearly <laughs> that it was out of my control. Yeah, there's nothing I can do. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Um, so like the only reason why I would have been able to put it through insurance when that guy did the hit and run on me in the rotary months ago was because I managed to stop and look and memorize his license plate and then yeah. give a full description of the truck. I gave I gave I gave them I gave them the license plate first and then they asked me if I knew the description. I was like, yeah, it's a powder blue uh fucking like two thousand three Ford fucking something. I gave and and they looked it up and it was I, I like it was like the price is fucking right. It was the exact model year, the exact fucking model. There you go. Otherwise, I was fucked because the dude yeah. just hit, run, bam, gone. Didn't See give you. a fuck. See you later because he's just running around in a fucking beater and yep. he doesn't know how to have to deal with that shit. So yeah, that's it, it, just a, it, dash cams. 
I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, I think Tesla already does have cameras yeah, built on in. all the time built in. That's just going to become an industry fucking standard here pretty soon. Yeah. Because, you know, we have backup cameras for that reason. Why not just put a fucking front camera on and just call it a day? Built yep. in storage. Storage is nothing. Yeah, it's, it's super cheap now. Yeah. So, yeah, I suspect. So other so than it that, is what it is. Yeah, you got that I mean, done. yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Like uh, I would say in damage, I don't know the fullest full. I just got an email today saying that my car, all the parts for it will arrive on the 19th of August. So I'm going to be waiting a while. Like, Yikes. obviously, well, uh, the situation it, that's currently happening is probably not helping. Exactly. So I don't know if they have to get stuff from Germany at all. all thankfully, all the parts that got messed up on my car is for like a standard C63, so they could uh, probably ship it from Toronto. Uh, the carbon fiber piece didn't get busted, so if that piece got fucked up, I'd probably be waiting an even longer time from over uh, to come over from Germany. Um, I got to call them, because if they can get the radiator in, they said they'll install the radiator and then give me my car back to drive until the other parts come in, because there's damage on the car, but it's... It's perfectly it's just, operable. Oh, yeah, it's just they don't want me driving the car with a damaged uh, radiator well, because no, it might cause overheat. more damage, right? Yeah. So uh, we need to at least get that part put in before I can have my car. But, I mean, if that's even going to take, like, another two weeks, I'm better off just waiting three weeks or whatever it's going to take. Yeah. Um, and then I have to get I have to go to another place to get the, uh, the coating put on my car again uh, just for the front bumper. Right, right. So, and, I mean, that alone is, like, 780 bucks. So I put all that in insurance. The damage on the car is probably going to be between five and seven grand, and uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a fuck show, and it's really not even an insane amount of damage. It's just the way it's the way she goes. So, well, it's the way which it is pretty ridiculous. It's, it's just it's like it, it's crazy because I spend literally to this insurance company, I spend about twelve thirteen thousand dollars a year for all my insurances and everything, and I've been paying these guys for years. I've had two claims in all of all of uh, my time. And the last claim was not even my fault. The other people's insurance had to pay for it. So this is like the first time I've ever made a claim for anything, houses, cars, anything. And they still dick you and give you a hard time, even though I've probably paid the most like $100,000 worth of shit over the last 10 years. Uh, it's just like, you know, fuck you. It's, the, it's well, you know, again, <laughs> insurance companies <laughs> are there to make a lot of money. They're not there and, to pay uh, out a lot of money. Uh, yeah. So... It is what it is. Like the the uh, uh, and yet, if you don't have insurance, it, it'll be that one time that you get cut. Yep, yep, and it's game over, right? It's game the fuck over. So anyway, <laughs> at least it's covered. It's done. Uh, I have another car to drive. Like they were gonna give me a rental car, but I was like, fuck that. I, I'm not even gonna take the liability. I don't even want to take another rental. I have. I'll just drive my Jeep. I don't leave the house much anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is what it is. So we're just waiting. That's pretty much. How my week's been going. Incredible. Uh, I played Paper Mario for the week, basically. And uh, I had a couple of days where uh, I was off stream, just dad's away at the family home. And so when he's gone, uh, it just sometimes, you know, errands and stuff uh, fall to me. So I've just been doing that kind of thing. And uh, that's it. That's as exciting as my week was. Paper Mario. That's that's the show. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else, but I'm pretty sure that is literally it. It's a good game. Exciting stuff. Yeah, it's a good game. It looks good. 
It is. It's a good game. Uh, there's really the uh, the only determining factor as to whether or not you're going to like it will be if the combat is something that you enjoy, uh, because it's not the the what people might consider to be traditional Paper Mario combat. And mm. so if you you know if you're not a big fan of it, then that's probably gonna, I mean it's a big part of the game. That's going to be the downfall of the game. But like. For, not that there's anything wrong with the combat, it's just if the style of the combat is up your alley. So, mm. the only thing I can say against the combat would be, like, for example, uh, one of the bosses um, made horrible use. It was like, I said this on stream, there's something, that Japanese developers love to do this thing where it's like uh, the, the old trope of going to a boss and then uh, it's almost like a scripted fight. But you don't know it's a scripted fight. So you're just like, you're attacking it. You're, you're using items, you're, you're taking damage and shit, and you're like, what the fuck, nothing's happening. And then you find out that really the, the way to do it is just guard for like 15 minutes until mm. the boss does it's some thing. sort of fucking thing, and then you can attack it. And, and I can't think of a single fucking Western developer in, that in at least in recent memory that has ever used that mechanic, but it is something that Japanese developers use all the fucking time. And it's so annoying! It, like, why any of them would ever use it is beyond me. Nobody's ever liked it. Especially, it's the most prevalent in Japanese RPGs. You go into a fucking boss, and some of them are literally unkillable. And then you use all your items, and you get killed, and you're salty, and then a cutscene starts, and you're like, what the fuck? And then you find mm. out that you were supposed to die the whole time. And you're mm. just like, well, if I knew I was going to die, I would have just fucking not used all my items, and you end up loading the game, and then just sitting there and taking it like a bitch, so it's a useless mechanic. But they still do it anyway. And they found a way to put it in Paper Fucking Mario, of all places. Um, but everything else about that game, if there was like a, a, a game that I could point to for um, details, whether it's visually, audio details, uh, level design, whatever, this game is like fucking primo. Mm. Everything about it is detail-oriented. And they smashed it out of the park. It's probably one of the most uh, polished games in that regard that I've I've played in probably a decade. Nice. So thumbs up for that so far. Uh, I feel like it's going to get a little long. Like, one of those games where it goes a little longer than it probably should because the mechanics don't really, like, evolve with the game to, to make the game worth playing for 30 or 40 fucking hours. But I feel like this game is going to be 30 or 40 hours. Um... And uh, and not need to be. Send me the list. I don't have the list. Oh shit! You don't have the Topics. list. All right. Yeah. yeah one sec. Thank you. And we're back. So yeah. Right. Other than that, that's my week. And now we get to talk about video games. Jeff, you ready to talk about some video games? Let's do it. All right. First up, in in. 2020 bingo that nobody would have probably fucking guessed in a million years. G4 TV it's is apparently in some form, possibly maybe sort of making a comeback. We don't really have definitive anything yet. However, what I did see is that it's like two alumni of uh, one from Attack of the Show and one from X-Play seem to be the ones heading this up, and they're doing an, an AMA tomorrow at 8 a.m. PT for those who are interested in, in keeping tabs with that. Of course, we will continue as 
as we can. We'll be a week behind the times, but all the same, we'll talk about it as more develops. But G4 TV possibly making a comeback. Lots of people were big fans of G4 TV and uh, and continue to be. Their last tweet on X-Play was like from 2012. Mm. It's been a hot minute since anything time. has come out of these uh, out of these guys. So there you have it. Some people are a little bit hit or miss on Adam Sessler because <laughs> he he kind of got a little he got a little weirder later on down the road. But uh, you know who uh, continued to do really well? Olivia Munn. Mm-hmm. I mean, she went on to do like movies and shit. She what was she Psylocke? I think she what she played um, uh, that she did really well with. She was like uh, uh, fucking had like her the sword and shit. She did really well. anyway. G4 TV. You can look forward to uh, to possibly, maybe, sort of seeing some more G4 in some way, shape, or form in the future. I doubt it would be on television like the last one would be. I suspect that they'd uh, be doing some sort of web series or a, a, a series of web series. I still don't think G4 TV works in the television Today. market. Yeah. Um, and, but a web a web thing would be fine. But a web thing works, right? Yeah. And so definitely that would be good. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what comes out of that. Uh, next up, the Suikoden creators. I, I think you probably have those games back there. I have them all. I have them all. In that, uh, that pile behind you. Uh, the creators announced a spiritual successor called, I haven't heard this said out loud yet, so I don't know if I'm about to fuck this up, Iodin Chronicle. Okay. Launched on Kickstarter, and just before the podcast, it was at 3.1 million Canadian. Jeez. Out of the 683,000 that it was, it, or the original goal was set for. So it's already blown well past. Yeah, it's still it's 3.159 currently with 23,416 uh, backers. 29 days to go. I mean, they literally started this thing up like yesterday or the day before. Already at 3.159 million. Crazy. And again, I say, I say once again to Square Enix and other major publishers and developers in Japan, if you need more proof that people do in fact give a fuck about traditional JRPGs, stop being so fucking blind. $3 million in 24 hours on Kickstarter. It's a lot of money. For a game that only wanted 600 and some thousand Canadian. It's a lot of money. Fuck. So anyway, um, they look to be using a very similar art style. If you click on the Kickstarter and you I did, skip. I just watched it. Yeah, yep. you saw the video? Yep. So as you would have seen, it's using uh, basically an identical art style to Octopath Traveler, which is a fire art style, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. Except the combat, they're doing much more kind of uh, depth with the screen. It's not necessarily just kind of left-right uh, kind of deal uh, with the combat. There was a lot of uh, depth in, not not in terms of mechanics, but in the combat. Like, they were jumping, characters jumping forward and back. The camera angles were wild. Um, if you've played Suikoden, you would know, in the past, you would know that they love putting loads of characters in these games. That are all playable, or you can recruit them. And uh, this is no different. They're aiming for, I guess, what they had on the Kickstarter was 100. So wow. uh, one of those games where if you're big and you like them, you're big into it, lots of replay value insofar as that, you know, you can go in, you can try, I mean, fucking how many combos can you get with 100 characters, right? Or at the very least, not even about combos, but just 
getting the characters to follow their stories and, and whatever else. Uh, very interesting. And now that they've basically quadrupled in the first 24 hours their budget, uh, I'll be very intrigued as to what kind of stretch goals they might set, what kind of changes the game might uh, actually uh, see now that they're going to have so much money to work with. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully they don't scope it out too crazy, but enough to, uh, you know, to, to give them a little more. They can hire more people. They can put some <laughs> more uh, time and energy into areas of the game they might not have had in the past. Uh, and uh, all the power to them. Because the Suikoden games, I've played one and two, not all the way through. Fucking good games. Some of the best JRPGs ever made. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and it's always nice seeing the older devs come up out of the woodwork and making games today because... Um, a lot of the time, well, they're just better than what we have now. Facts. <laughs> just, Facts. It's just, just how are, it is. They're just better games. They're just better games. So they're just, more, they're just more pure. Like there's just something about them with like care and love. You know what I mean? Like it's like they, it's, it's. Their it, game, it, it, you know what the difference is, Jeff? The people making the games today, mm. a lot of them, or the people I should, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll change this up. The people making the decisions about what games are being made, more mm. specifically. Fuck it, dude, the amount of ants in this room this year, I'm just pulling them off my legs and killing them, like, every five fucking seconds. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's like when we were growing up all over again, ants just fucking everywhere. So, the, the people making the calls on making these games are not gamers. They're mm. not people that give a fuck about video games. They're people that give a fuck about bottom line. The yep. people making them... Most of the devs, the, the art directors, the, art, the artists, the programmers, and stuff, they're all gamers. Nobody is dumb enough to get into the industry where you're basically treated like dog shit for your entire career because you just like it. You do it because you're passionate about it, but then you get cucked by some balding fat white dude at the top of the fucking food chain making all the calls that got brought over by like some food company that uh, the publisher hired because they did really good in their uh, the last five years of sales over at the fucking food mart, or whatever the fuck. Like, that's that's who are making the decisions about fucking making video games right now. And that's why you're seeing the same game every fucking time. It's the same shit. Uh, but these guys, especially guys from, like, the 80s, 90s, whatever, when gaming didn't get b- too ballooned, these are fuck. these guys are, are, these guys love games. And they love making games. And so, yeah, their games are, of course their games are gonna be fucking better than what, what gets churned out uh, mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, so there you go. But yeah, I, I mean, and you know what? In, in regards to that, when I was playing Paper Mario, that's something else that I, I mentioned as well when I was streaming it. I said, you know what's nice about this game? Is that there is just enough, enough depth to this game, but it's not too complicated. And there is something to be said about a game that's just a fucking video game. People Mm. were apparently in reviews complaining about Paper Mario uh, Origami King's difficulty level. It's not a hard game. It's pretty much a cakewalk for the vast majority of the game. And they were like, why don't we have difficulty levels? And blah, 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 blah. I want it to be harder and harder and harder. You know what? Fuck that shit. I don't always want to play Dark Souls. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to turn on a video game and enjoy myself and feel yeah. like I'm pretty good at whatever I'm playing or just not have to sweat the details. I'm playing a game to have fun. If your bag is to go out and have somebody ritualistically slice your nutsack with paper and punch you in the fucking throat every five seconds and that's your idea of fun, great. 
That's awesome. But that doesn't have to be every video game on Earth. And you know what? They're giving the same kind of treatment to Ghost of Tsushima to the point where they're now coming out with, like, fucking other difficulty levels and shit because people are bitching about difficulty. Mm. Sometimes, and what Nintendo knows, is that Nintendo makes games that are, you know what they're called? They're called fucking video games. And they're just <laughs> fun. And they're fun. That's the core, the core concept. They're fun. Yeah. I don't want to make a job out of playing a game because it's so difficult. It's fucking nuts. So, not to say that old school video games weren't difficult, but they did it, it most of the difficulty was not necessarily because the games were difficult. It was just fucking limitations of the shit most of the, most of the time. It's like uh, Contra half the time, if you too much shit on the screen, guys just started disappearing because the Nintendo couldn't draw the shit. But all the same, video games. I got off on a wild fucking tangent there. You did. It it's happens. It happens. Uh, but it's true. They're passionate about their shit, and I'm excited about this game because it's another, you know, old-time developers coming back, making some good shit. Next up, Microsoft's CFO may have slipped in an interview uh, when, they, uh, when they said yes to a question that was kind of two questions in one uh, that was related to new console and this November, and they said just yes. No, no elaboration, just said yes to the, the question. And then Microsoft had to come out and go, hey guys, so we haven't officially actually announced anything yet, just want to make sure that you guys are aware of that. Uh, and so pay no mind to what she just said mm. uh, in that interview. So I know, I mean, I, we know that Sony and Microsoft are still playing fucking genital jousting right now uh, in terms of nobody's talking about price, nobody's talking about release dates, nobody's mentioning anything, it's just kind of a bunch of friggin' uh, saber rattling. And so, yes, this is probably, both of them are coming out in November. If one comes out earlier, maybe October on a fucking miracle throw, but it's November, December, probably within three weeks of each other. So yes, whatever she said, the answer is still yes. It's mm. almost certainly going to be November without question. I don't think she's fired. It's the fucking chief financial officer. I mean, that's a, yeah, should be fine. You got to fuck some serious shit up <laughs> before you, you fire your CFO. You do something wild. Uh, next up, uh, oh, this is cool. In related Nintendo news, a new book is set to launch next year called Ask Awada. Words of wisdom from Nintendo's legendary CEO goes up for pre-order. Uh, so this is a book, uh, obviously about Awada or partially by or on the career of, and, uh, likely given the title, probably is centered around him talking about various topics and whatnot in, uh, in that kind of form. I, I didn't need to know anything more than the fact that there was a hardcover book being made about Iwata before I pre-ordered it. Mm. <laughs> so, it was that quick, snapped it up. Uh, but yeah, coming out, uh, coming out next year, it's available for pre-order on Amazon right now. Uh, and uh, if there's even a little bit of information from him in that book, of which I'm sure there's lots, that's going to be a very insightful book, I feel, uh, mm. to have. And certainly, if you're if you're somebody that likes to collect books on gaming, there are very few people that you would want to hear more from than Awada, given given who the fuck he is, uh, or was, I should say. Unfortunately, new. Oh no! Next up, rumors circulate 
that Sony plans to reveal God of War 5 for the PlayStation 5. Well, not that that was a surprise, but, like, I guess in the not-too-distant future would probably I mean, be a good thing to append to that. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious that was going to happen regardless. Obviously, that was going to happen. Uh, but it will. Uh, it is apparently going to, and again, not shocking, feature near-photorealistic graphics. Attached to this rumor as well was that Sony will announce a second exclusive set to launch with the console, and it is uh, apparently a revival of a known franchise. So something we already know about, getting a revival set for the launch of the console. What that is a to have that close to your chest at this point is impressive. Mm. I mean, we're getting awfully close to the launch time. We're a few months out, and we're talking about a, a revival of a known franchise that's a launch title, and we haven't heard about it yet. Damn. Mm. But you know what? At this point, I gotta, I gotta keep it real, Jeff. Sony has only had to say about three things, and they're still beating Microsoft. Yeah. And that's sad. They've almost had to do nothing. They could coast it out from here until the launch of the console. Oh, and they're golden. And they're golden. Not much more to say about that. No, no, it's just, yep. It's just the reality of it. Uh, In relation to that, so last week we talked about the the first party showcase that Microsoft did. Where they showed off at the top of the show. um, In my opinion, one of the most embarrassing things I've seen in a hot minute, which was the Halo Infinite gameplay reveal. Um, The internet blew up about it. It looked like ass. Objectively, there is no, there is no, oh, well, you know, no, it was ass. It looked like it was a 15 year old fucking game and there's no two ways around it. In response to that, Microsoft's, uh, or, or they came out and said specifically that it was indeed an early alpha build that was shown, not what is currently in-house, but it was what was available to show for gameplay as a complete piece but it was an earlier build that is well past development now, like it's further along now, much further, and that the new gameplay trailer that they released, and for whatever reason didn't show during the fucking main event, was a gameplay trailer that's about a minute and a half, two minutes long, that does look substantially better than what they showed at the at the reveal. Why the fuck they didn't slap that trailer up front or at the end, or just tell people, hey, look, it's the fucking coronavirus. Shit's gotten wacky. We have a trailer of the new build right now, but the stuff that we've had on deck for you to see for gameplay is old, so don't freak out. As far as what it looks like visually, this trailer is accurate. As far as what the gameplay is, this is more accurate and what we can show you. And then everyone shuts the fuck up and moves on with their life. But they didn't say any of that shit. They showed this off. It looked like ass. They didn't put anything on the screen to tell you what it was. It was just, it was just silly. So, uh, they did confirm that. And furthermore, um, we miscleoed it again, Jeff. Oh boy. It happened again. Let me hear it. They also confirmed that at some point they, they basically reworked the entire story of the game. Hmm. Due to criticism that Halo 5 received. And so it was apparently that the game was originally supposed to come out earlier. Mm. But, because of criticisms for Halo 5, they reworked the entire story mid-development. 
So we were talking about that last week where a game that's been in development for this long with no real gameplay showing and this is what we get like three, four months from release. They had to have nuked something from Orbit in development. Apparently, at the very least, the story did get wildly reworked for, for that very reason. Bro, this game ain't coming out in three or four months. It shouldn't, but it will. Microsoft's not going to give them a choice on that one. Whatever whatever version of this game is available, it's releasing with this console. There was also, I will mention this, there was a rumor that the multiplayer wasn't going to launch with the game and it was going to come months later. That was shot down by Microsoft. That's not the case. Multiplayer is going to be there on launch. However... There is no fucking way on earth they push this game back. They've already fucked with it a million times. The launch of the console is coming. Microsoft has almost nothing to launch this console with gameplay, uh, game-wise. Yeah. They're going to talk about being the biggest cat- like, a catalog for a, a, a console launch because of its backwards compatibility with the Xbox One and further backwards compatibility with the 360 and Xbox uh, titles. But the reality but they got is, nothing new. they got nothing new. There's no new release titles coming with this console that are worth talking about. Yeah. While Sony will have at least a couple brand new games launching with the PS5, so they're yeah. fighting that they're they're already behind before they even get going. So they need Halo to be there, uh, in whatever form they can get it. And then because it's a game that's going to be there, the narrative is going to be this, Jeff. This game is going to come out. It's going to look mediocre. It's going to play mediocre. It's going to be mediocre in general. Probably sevens. Mm. If they're lucky, eights on mm. the early reviews, which for Halo Infinite might as well be a four. Mm. And then what they're going to say is the narrative is going to become guys, we have a major roadmap, like we said before. This is a 10 year long game. We've got so much lined up for you guys. This is only the beginning. And I promise you, I'm almost positive that the this is only the beginning tagline will 100% be fucking touted inside of the first three months of that game coming out if it isn't already used before. They're going to use that as the narrative to cover up the fact that this game needed probably six to nine months more in the hyperbolics time chamber to actually make it worth buying. But they can't wait. That's a long. That's a long time in, in real Earth years. It is. It's a but very you know, long if time. they didn't, then the, the shit shit would have skipped the entire console generation. So you know, you had to speed it up. Uh, but yeah, Halo, <laughs> Halo, Cooking Mama. There you go. There you go. You know what? I've been looking for, and I haven't seen more details about the Cooking Maga, Mama saga. It will so, happen. It'll randomly pop. It's gonna pop at some point. I'm excited to see the next the next installment in that in that story. <laughs> Uh, but there you go. So those things were confirmed, uh, there. Also, if I'm not mistaken, it was also confirmed that that build was running off of a computer and not an Xbox Series X. Oh. It's running off of like a 2080 Ti or something? Yeah. Bro, we'll see. It's gonna be a mess. <laughs> Bro, they're coming in. They're coming in like the drop ship at the beginning of that fucking demo. They're coming yep. in hot. Hot. And, and they're and gonna be ready. they need a pilot to save their ass before fucking going up in smoke on impact. Uh I think that was confirmed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. Like a 2080 Ti. 
Uh, it doesn't matter. It looked like it could have run on my fucking cell phone, if I'm going to be fucking honest with you. Um, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> what it was running on. It's embarrassing one way or the other. Uh, next up, Cuphead finally lands on the PlayStation 4 after originally never being planned to actually end up on the console. Uh, it wasn't that Microsoft held a, uh, a license with, uh, the studios, it was, or the studio behind it, it was just, uh, they had only planned to release it for the, the Xbox, PC, and then the Switch. I suspect that why, like, it would be similar to Atlas with PlayStation, where they just felt some loyalty to Xbox because of the, the aid that they got, and so while it wasn't necessary, they did it anyway, mm-hmm. but now... Cuphead coming out on the PlayStation 4. And as a casual reminder, that's another really fucking good video game that if you haven't played already... It's awesome. I loved, I loved, loved, loved Cuphead. And it was like the right amount of difficulty and the right amount of length. Yes. Because it's one of those games that like is incredible as you play it because it's so unique and the artwork is so beautiful and there's so many gems in there. If it went any much longer... The, the 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 magic of it would have started to diminish and it was just the right amount of time. And if they come up with another cuphead, which I'm sure they will, because it's be starting to become a big a big known it has a cult. cartoon. Yeah, it has its own thing coming. So uh I think getting another game in another two, three, four years will be perfect. Another like ten hour, eight hour game be perfect. And I loved everything about Cuphead. Awesome game. Ten out of ten, man. That shit was amazing. I still remember when I first saw it at E3 years ago, and it was like, not even joking, three-second clip in the middle of one of those, like, uh, Sizzler reels Mm -hmm. that they do, Mm -hmm. and it was just lost in a sea of other games, and I saw three seconds of it, and I went, I want whatever the fuck that is. Give me that. It's a good game. And then, uh, yeah, fuck it, it's just fire. And and the nice thing about it, though, is that they also have a difficulty mode because it's a hard-ass game. Mm-hmm. That's super easy. So, mm-hmm. like, they they cover their fucking bases. If you just want to see it for the artwork and have like a relatively leisure leisurely time with it, that's available to you. If you want to get your ass absolutely handed to you, that game will do it. If you want to, it will fuck your shit up. And again, that game was all hand drawn animation and scanned in afterwards. It's pretty dope. Everything in that fucking game, hand drawn animation, like it was like an old school <coughs> Disney cartoon crazy so yeah there you go cuphead so playstation players rejoice you now have an option to get your hands play it on cuphead definitely play it for sure uh next up in news that i'm somehow not surprised about but still depressed about ea is testing running ads in their sports games as marketers try to reach a younger audience who don't watch as much tv they started this by testing running ads in UFC 3. How much did I, how much do you spend to buy UFC 3? Uh I I don't I don't I spend think it's anything. A, I think it's a full I think it's oh, full it's price, right? Oh, of course, full price game. Definitely full price game. And then you get mm-hmm. in and you're and you're and you're watching ads? Nah. That's a big no for me, dog. If you're gonna put ads in your video game, you better be creative as fuck about it, and better be, it better be part of the gaming experience. Like your boy, like in UFC, you know, in the corner, you know, up, 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 uh, looking at the sponsors in your in your corner. That's where you put the fucking shit. 
You know what I'm saying? When they throw you the Gatorade, that's when you put your shit. I'll watch ads. That's a big nope for me, dog. I don't want to see a fucking Cialis ad pop up in the middle of my fucking no. gameplay. No, I'm good. I don't want to I'm... see a gamer fuel ad just pop off in the middle of, of, of no. fucking playing the game. No. You know, loading screens are not ads. I don't want to see them. The ads are just creeping in everywhere because it's true. We're watching less and less traditional television. Advertisers can't just cram their shit lazily down everyone's throat. They can't have 30,000 plus fucking ad views a day per person just bombing our eyeballs and brains with shitty fucking products that nobody should buy. And now they're, they're trying to buy their way into uh, to new media and yep. sticking it whatever they, wherever they can fucking get their hands on it. And EA is apparently just happy to take the money. Well, they're not going to get my money. Basically, nope. any game that has an ad play in it, I refuse to buy. I will flat out never buy. Yep. Zero. <laughs> the game Zero. better be free to play. Free. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. I ain't paying full price and watching fucking ads. No, dog. I don't watch ads on my Netflix. I ain't watching ads on my video games. I'm just, I'm, I'm just so fucking baffled by that, that somebody who's relatively young at EA said, yes, let's put some ads in our sports titles. That's going to go over well. People were bitching about ads showing up on billboards in like racing games yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. And you think it's going to go over well to put full blown ads yeah. in the no. game? No. No, bro. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. Uh, you know what else isn't it, Jeff? The LEC partnered briefly, thankfully. So the LEC, that's the European League uh, Championship, uh, partnered with NEOM. I guess, I don't know if that's an acronym or what. Anyway, it's a company partly founded by the, uh, a, a crown prince or a prince of Saudi Arabia. Uh, who, yeah, like I said, co-founded this company. They partnered with them. Um, and then the internet said, hey guys, in case you were needing to be reminded, these are the same people that are basically outright killing members of the LGBT community on a daily basis and subjugating women in ways that the rest of the world move beyond about a solid couple hundred years ago. <laughs> uh, we're talking about we're talking about people that won't let women in to watch sporting events into arenas. We're talking about people that literally wholesale kill anyone who isn't basically a straight white or not straight white, but straight male. And so two weeks ago, when the LEC is flying the pride, pla uh, pride flag on their social media and talking about all the various things they've got, and one of their casters is apparently a lesbian female. And then they partner with this, with this company, like, 14 days later, and everyone went, excuse me? Who do you support? I mean, the reality was it was the money, but the backlash was so bad that they actually fucking backed out of the partnership. And you know what? I can't, I can't, you can't shit on them for it. I saw some people say, well, you did it. Now you can't fucking take it back now. But look, you can't have your cake and eat it too. 
everyone stood up, said, this is not who you want to partner with. This is like counter to your, your, what you are trying to espouse as a, as an organization. They listened and in 24, 48 hours, back the fuck out of a deal that I'm going to guess was probably worth a shitload of money. You gotta give credit when credit's due. You gotta just, you have to give it to them that they, that they, that they did the thing. Um, oh, they announced the partnership during Pride Week in Berlin with the LEC having a pride colored logo up on their broadcasts and socials and all. So it was like completely fucking butting heads with what they were trying to to tell everyone. Well, I mean, I, I mean, even if there wasn't Pride Week or anything like that, it's still a bad choice. They're still, they're still going to get, you know, it's still, it was just the worst still, possible time. It's almost like, it's almost like they didn't really do the research and they just got offered a ton of money. It's like nobody watched what happened to the WWE when they went there. Yeah. It's like nobody was like, hey, remember what happened when the WWE went over there and did this exactly. shit? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, That's, yeah. It, 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 it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like the people that made these decisions really knew, like, like really thought it through. You know what I mean? And then, and then, you know, they quickly realize, like, oh shit. Yeah. This, this is probably not a smart move. Um, yeah, let's back out of this. I, so it is very, it, I mean, it's, it's just, it is, it is still, it's surprising that nobody could have stopped for three seconds and went, hold up. Cause it's not like, it's not like what's happening and culturally in Saudi Arabia. It's not like it's unknown, right? It's not like it's, it's flying under the radar. The shit is like painfully obvious and talked about all the time. So it's very odd that they, that they went and did, and did that, but Again, well, my I don't guess know. Maybe is they, the money was just fucking huge. Yeah, the money is probably big. And then, you know, even if somebody did know something, you know, I, and I've seen people make this argument because I, I was reading a little bit into this, but I didn't get too deep into it because it's just like it's just more negativity in the world. That I just didn't really I feel, feel like consuming all that much. I feel you. But there were some people that were angry that they canceled because they're like, well, this part of their culture and their religion and, you know, you can't really mix, you know, people's ideologies at that front uh like their their religious backgrounds uh as a way to dictate if you should do business or not um so i was reading those types of things and you know there's there's merit to that to a degree but like but, two degrees yes <laughs> but in this situation where you are representing the very types of people that to the vast majority of the world you're treating extremely poorly uh and not giving equal rights to that's a problem we're not talking about hey these guys believe in god and these guys don't believe in god no we're talking these guys like to kill people because they're different exactly (laughs) that is a problem right it's like it's it's you know it's just it's insane that they would even think that that would be okay right so like the people that are making those arguments about somebody's beliefs i get where they're coming from but they also got to understand that there are some beliefs that are extremely radical and that are just in 
my opinion and many others' opinions are just uncalled for and you don't want to be attached to. You might not be able to change how they operate, but you most certainly don't need to operate with them and support what they're doing. There's there's two different things, right? So, you know, uh, good on um, LEC for dropping them very quickly. Um, it says a lot about, you know, them listening and not wanting to be put in that type of light. They Something tells me that they didn't really think it through fully and the repercussions or didn't really look at that aspect of things before they made the decision because ultimately we're in a we're in a in a cancel culture and we're in a in a in a very very sensitive time probably more than ever you know people were at home people were angry people were confused people were scared and people just want to bitch about something and then you're going to give them something that they legitimately should bitch about and you know and really voice their opinion on not smart we're not talking about some really frivolous shit like oh my game isn't hard enough we're talking about bro you know they're treating women like fucking like damn near slaves and they're killing people because of their uh, of their sexual backgrounds or their sexual orientation or or who they are as people it's wrong so the answer is no <laughs> don't don't play that game that's as hard as it gets that's, that's as hard as it gets. Yeah, because again, yes, there are, you always, like you said, there are degrees to which you want to, you know, if somebody brought up the religious thing, yeah, but there is, you know, it's, it's, if the moment somebody's religion enables them to, to kill somebody. No, it's already a no for me. You're, you're already kind of in a bit of a fucking you're in a bit of a bind there. You're not really going to get much further than that with most people, right? It's like you said, it's not just the, you know, it's like, oh, they believe in God or they don't believe in God. It's like, it's not that at all. They believe you know? in God, but you know, they, they're, they're saying that, you know, uh, they can just go and, and just freely just start wholesale slaughtering people uh, for no. their sexuality. It's just nuts. It's so, insanity. Good on the LEC for uh, backing the shit out of that bad boy uh, real quick. And, uh, and, and really, I think that needs to be the thing is that I know a lot of people want to be, uh, cynical about the company, even making the deal in the first place. And you should be to a, to, again, to a degree for sure, but they, they backed out and quick and anytime a company steps away from what is likely that much money, give them some fucking credit, you know, don't, don't, you know, stay on them so they don't make the mistake again, but don't. But don't just discredit them entirely, even though they actually listened to what everyone was saying. So, there you go. Uh, speaking of crazy to a degree, Star Citizen. It's time to talk about our favorite game, Jim. To the 10th degree crazy. Yeah, to the tenth, yes, to the 10th tenth degree black belt in bullshit. Uh, Star Citizen announces... Uh, announced that its roadmap, we talked about this actually, the, if I'm not mistaken, that it, their roadmap was not feasible. This is months ago now. Mm. Well, months have passed, and they mm. didn't really put anything out to replace said roadmap, <laughs> and everyone was not. sitting around going, even the hardcores were sitting around going, hey guys, we had a roadmap, and now we don't have one, and it's been months, could we maybe have a roadmap? And uh, enough people talked up about it that eventually they uh, they finally caved and met them... <laughs> Well, I'm going to say they didn't do it. They met them halfway. 
So what they did was they released this is the most Star Citizen fucking thing I've ever I've ever heard. They Star Citizen released a roadmap leading up to the new roadmap. Wow. It's a four-point roadmap leading up to another roadmap. This is the roadmap. Give an explanation of the goals of our new roadmap and what to expect from it. Show a rough mock-up of the proposed new roadmap. Share a work-in-progress version of the roadmap for at least one of our core teams. And then finally, transition to this new roadmap. You know what this sounds like, Jeff? This sounds like when a manager that, that's kind of one of those managers that don't really understand what the people who he manages do. They're a good manager, perhaps, but they don't know the intricacies of, of like, what, like, it's almost like programmers or whatever the fuck, or, 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 or engineers, and there's somebody managing them, like a project manager. Mm. They go down and they and they and they they ask them to give them like a heads up on what how things are going or what what's going to happen and they throw this fucking like bullshit corporate fucking response back at them that is really a really long way of saying like one thing but they make it seem really impressive like they take one little idea and they blow it up to like a fucking full page it's like mm. it's like when they it's like when when they're when uh, a manager requests that like uh, uh, an assistant manager below them or or a team lead provides them with a uh, a progress report or or like a success report of what's going on at the current time, and the person because they're part of the team can write whatever the fuck they want in there to make it sound like good shit is happening, and then mm. hand it on to the top, and the top goes oh. That all sounds fucking awesome. Let's continue on our fucking way then and not question anything. That's all this is. If you need a roadmap, Jeff, to lead you to a roadmap, you are You're doing it wrong. You are you are in a in a fucking heap of shit. I can't even begin to fathom a roadmap to a roadmap is nuts. It's Star Citizen, man. It's Star Citizen. They need a million dollars to unlock that roadmap. Bro, I want to see... It's Star Citizen. Does any of this surprise you? It's a scam. That's what this is. I'm just... I'm, 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 I'm trying to get back to... Uh... When are people going to wake up? I'm trying to get back to seeing the, uh, I've never seen, I've never seen a game raise so much money and do so little in my life. Here we go. So we don't have the numbers for July yet, obviously. But in June, they still managed to make 7 mil. And the, cla- the, the one that we talked about majorly before was the 5th, uh, it was May, uh, which was 15 million. Crazy. Uh, and so, if I, I swear to fuck, if after this, I see that fundraising amount go north of $5 a month, I've lost all hope on anyone dumb enough to continue to dump money into this fucking project. I've, they are my now hope is already gone. They are now uh-huh. officially road mapping roadmaps. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's it's it, it's so it's a, it's a meme, bro. It's a, it, it it's it's crazy. 
And now, now I just watch and I laugh. I laugh with them. The guys running the show are so fucking rich. They're making so much money, bro. They're making so much money. And the reason why they're doing this is because if they stop and they pull out the game, their gravy train ends. It ends. So why not keep dragging this more and more and more and throw in more convoluted ideas that people are already doing and already have done and just keep collecting $5 million this month, $10 million this month, $20 million this month, $9 million this month. That's how they're making their money. I uh they can make this game go free to play at this point. They've already made a bagillion dollars. It's done. Well, they can make the game free to play, but there's nothing to play, Jeff. Facts. <laughs> I mean Facts. And and at this point, is it even free to play? You've got you've got people who have you know the average uh, expenditure I think was like somewhere between sixty and a hundred bucks, but there are a a boatload of whales on this fucking game. Of course, it hit three hundred million in June twenty twenty. Listen, man, if people if people are enjoying it, listen, I'm not going to tell them how to spend their money. You just go and do your thing. You know, if you if if there's something about this game that you love and you're playing it and you're enjoying it, by all means, keep giving the money, keep doing your thing if you're getting that enjoyment. But if you're giving money to these guys in hopes that this game will finish or in hopes that your money is going to help them continue to do what they're doing, stop. Stop giving them the money. Stop. Here's 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 some hot fresh reality for you, Jeff. So, they stopped updating the crowdfunding like like where they're what they were doing with the money they probably put it somewhere else but they don't have it on the funding page anymore as to what they're doing with the extra money so they yeah. stopped posting what that is they ran in, out of ideas in in roughly november december of 2014 65 million dollars is where they were at that point and their last posted thing here on the on the on the funding goals page again it's probably somewhere else was enhanced ship modularity yeah and before that was pets yeah, they had already run out of ideas so far like so long ago that they that they made the difference between 63 million and 64 million was pets yep i remember at one point it was a million dollars per planet or some shit so anyway, it's more Crazy. Star Citizen. Yay. Crazy. I urge anyone who's into Star Citizen to dump that fucking game off a cliff and just go play No Man's Sky. Because you know what? By the time this game comes out, Facts. No Man's Sky is going to probably be 80 plus percent of what that game is. Yep. And you would have already done it all yep. many times over. So just fucking, just literally anything. Especially now. I mean, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky has gotten so deep in putting out free shit. They've got mechs. Literal mechs. They've got ships that grow from eggs now. For shits and giggles. Just, and it's free. They're putting pets out at the 63 to $64 million mark. 
and they're at $300 million and there's nothing to show for it but like a quasi demo and you can walk around the fucking show floor like it's a, a fucking Lamborghini dealership to see the ships that you can buy or the ones that you may or may not already own. Yippee Kaye. Yikes. Fucking yikes. Mr. Black. Yeah. It's time to sell out. Are you ready to do a little bit of selling out today? Well, you know, we've got we've got Elgato, man. If you guys aren't already have a stream deck, well, you all gotta get one. Link is in the description below. They also have green screens. They also now have microphones, the wave products. Uh, just a USB plug and play. You're off to the races. Can't forget about the capture cards. New consoles are coming, guys. You're going to need to capture them bad boys in uh, in 60 frames, 4K, HDR. Mm. You can get it with Elgato's capture cards. All of the products you can find on their website, or you can go to Amazon, buy them up. They are literally selling out of almost every product that they have available. Jeff, like, I have a question for you. Okay. Let's say that I'm a project manager. Hmm. And I've been put in front of a team. I don't really know what the fuck they're doing, but all I know Mm. Mm. is that we are struggling despite raising hundreds of millions of dollars to put out a game of Tetris. Mm. Is there possibly an an item that they make that I could put several different roadmaps nested inside of several other roadmaps that Mm. eventually if somebody solves it like a Rubik's Cube... They will find the ultimate roadmap. Yes. I mean, uh, that's that's called the Stream Deck, Adam. But okay, you're probably going to go with the Stream Deck XL. You see, it has more buttons. Okay. And although, and although, even with a mini, you can basically create an infinite amount of buttons by making folders and folders and things like that. But just for simplicity, because, you know, Star Citizen likes to make things real simple. Get yourself an XL. All right. And you can just have, you know, million dollars to get to um, the development of the first stage of the roadmap. All right. And then when you get there, then you can hire a team of people that will collectively work together to get the second branch of the next roadmap. And if you guys put in another five, maybe six million tops, we might actually be able to get the artwork done. For the roadmap, you see, you really want to make the roadmap an interactive roadmap that you can go into in the game. So just like that showroom to look at all the ships, we actually want you to physically walk on the road of the map. Like, think about that. Like, like Google Maps. Exactly. Ed, exactly. Just like Google Maps, where you can literally drop your tune into the map and you can see it like real world. And what? They plan on doing if they can, if we can raise 15 million, we'll actually create the International Space Station above the planet. And with another eight million, maybe eight and a half million, we'll be able to get telescopes that will be able to take pictures actively of the roadmap area so that when you're actually down there, it's photogenic. Re- it's, it's just photo real. It's, it's, you, you wouldn't even know that you're in a video game at this point. Now, Jeff, now, Jeff, look, Sony just announced that. God of War 5 is going to be photorealistic graphics, all right? That's already here. We need more. Our roadmap needs to be bigger to accommodate the fact that the rest of the world is catching up to our development. 
So mm. our roadmap is going to have to go intergalactic. Yeah, is it possible no. that we could make it so that you could go into one of the ships that we've already had people spend $1,200 on, mm-hmm. and then in real time, fly between star systems as we place the roadmap at different star systems, as we have so many steps between points in the roadmap that just putting it on a piece of paper or an Excel spreadsheet is just not enough anymore. Mm. Can we yeah. do that with the Elgato Stream Deck? Oh, you're not going to believe this, but we actually thought about exactly what you said, and we have a $30 million stretch goal that will get us, <laughs> that will get us right there. And it'll be connected right to your stream deck. You can just hit one button, and all of a sudden, you're dropped right in. So, yes, to answer your question, Elgato has got the product that you need to navigate through Star Citizen's but web wait, of But lies. wait, Jeff, wait. I have the VR headset and everything. I get the full immersion. Mm. But I want to feel like when I'm passing by a sun Mm. that I can get the sun's glare and the heat Mm. of the sun as I'm passing by. Is there a product that Elgato has that that could give me that feeling? It's a key light, Adam. Okay. A key light on full blast. You should probably buy two or three of them. And have them blast on you at once. Okay. So essentially, when you have your VR headset on, your Elgato Stream Deck, you're inside the roadmap. Okay. Right? Now, assuming, of course, we get another hundred million, like yes. for the stretch goal, because multiple lights, multiple. I mean, it, it gets it's this understandable. Really feeling, LEDs yeah, want, are expensive. They're super expensive. So it's be at least a hundred million, but we'll work on that. We might get it down to ninety five, but we'll see. Uh, a boss needs a new uh, a Huracan, so. His uh, his 2019 is has got you know 10,000 miles on it. So you have to look like um, you're successful before you can be successful. I get it. Boom! You nailed it. Fake it till you make it. And exactly. you know that Huracan is a must because if he doesn't have a Huracan, you know, uh, he Huracan he Huracan get any business done. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So yeah, just get three Elgato key lights, put them on full blast. Yes. All right. Put it on a yellow light. Uh huh. You know to simulate the sun. Because the white light just doesn't really do it. And then you get a green screen as well, so that if you want to stream this, mm. that you actually look like you're in this game as well for your audience to feel also immersed within all that. So basically, just buy everything Elgato because that's great. You know, yeah. It's so a one stop shop for roadmaps. Yeah. So, and you know what? Like, you know, if your internet service provider is starting to really feel as though you're doing some off-grid shit, you know, because it's going to feel real, real. Like, you're not going to be on this planet anymore. I mean, when you've spent $300 million and you have nothing to show for it, it starts to yep. look a little shady. Your ISP might be it, looking at it, you know? Exactly. So we've got a, we've got the answer for you. It's called NordVPN. Okay. And essentially what you can do is you can go to nordvpn.com slash OTT and use the promo code OTT for 70% off. Okay. That way you can mask your region. And in this case your universe to be in a different place so that your ISP doesn't feel as though something shady is going on in your place. Plus, plus there are going to be millions of people playing this game. And I know what you're thinking, security, security, security. So let me tell you something. Once you master IP, they're not actually going to know your real IP address, which means they're going to be some sort of intergalactical ISP that they're going to, they can't even decrypt and decipher. So basically what I'm saying is you need to get a NordVPN. I'm also saying that because 
we just re-upped with NordVPN for, you know, till the end of the year, essentially, because you guys have been doing such a good job at buying all of those subscriptions. Uh, so what we're going to need is we're going to need you to go and purchase more of those, right? But think of Star Citizen. It'll be perfect for you, all right? Up to six simultaneous connections, which means when you log in and you get a party of friends, you can get five friends together. You can all use the same password, login information, and use six simultaneous devices, six of them, while you're in the Star Citizen you know, lobby. It also and- sounds like if I have gone balls deep and spent 32000 US dollars on buying every ship in the fleet, I can install NordVPN on six of my ships simultaneously yep. to get the most out of my connections. Absolutely. You can. You can do that. So go ahead and do that right now, all right? You won't regret it. And I'll tell you what, if it isn't tickling your fancy within 30 days, they're going to give all your money back. No questions asked. Unlike a Star Citizen ship that you spent 1200 on, that money's gone. It's gone, all right? And is you there ain't a roadmap to this refund? No, the roadmap is simple. You go on their website, you create a ticket, you get your money back. It's that, that there is there's really no roadmap. It's just go to the website. I'm just and get used done. to having roadmaps to lead me there. I just you know I might get lost, but that sounds easy enough. Yep, yep. And I mean, hey, if you really want to, you can even put NordVPN's website. You can even put their program right on your stream deck. Click a button, boom, mask your IP. Watch different regions of Netflix. You know, watch content that you can't normally watch on the internet. It's perfect. So NordVPN.com/slash. OTT. What if I needed a roadmap to go uh, and uh, sponsor the fact that we just talked about our product sponsorship for the last 15 minutes? Well, if you need that, right, you can actually put another button on there that'll take you to patreon.com slash lag TV. Perfect. Right? And what you're going to want to do there is all the money that you were going to waste on Star Citizen, you're going to at least give half of that. I'm just, it's a suggestion. Half, 25%, something. Don't give them all your money. Go over there. Because we actually put out content, and there's no roadmap here. You know what you're getting every Thursday. You know exactly what you're getting. We're not fucking around, all right? The only roadmap we have now is unlocking the ability to do a nostalgia rerun of the When Cheese Fails and the greatest lag TV episodes. Hey, It's not going to cost $300 million. It won't. I think it costs like 3000 Yes. And we're already at like twenty-five. 100? I don't know. 23? I don't know what we're at these days. We're not far off. That's what I'm trying to say here. Mr. Black, it's time. Movies and TV. I want to pour one out for uh, a legend of the TV business. Regis Philbin passed Mm -hmm. away at 88 years old, thankfully of natural causes and not fucking COVID-19. Uh... I mean, what else is there to say? Regis Philbin's a god. Yep. An actual god. Uh, does anyone actually have anything bad to say about Regis Philbin? I don't think so. I don't think that exists. No. Everyone likes Regis Philbin, as they should. Uh, and I mean, as much as everyone, you know, the, the, uh, Regis and, 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 and Kathy or whatever, really, who wants to be a fucking millionaire? That show was the tits for a few seasons when he was at the head of that and gave us one of the greatest television moments of all time when the guy called mm-hmm. his dad not mm-hmm. to actually ask for help, Just to but let to him know. let him know that he was about to win million. Millionaire. That's fire. 
Can't get any better than that. Uh, Next up. You know who uh, lots of people have lots of things bad to say about somebody? Kathleen Kennedy. And it's my favorite. You like Star Citizen. I love shitting all over Kathleen Kennedy. It's almost a fetish of mine at this point. Uh, And Rise of Skywalker reportedly had three cuts of this movie. One of the cuts was the one we got. It was the J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy cut. The next one was the Bob Iger cut. And the, the last fuck does one... Bob Iger have a cut? I'm, I'm guessing just what he watched of all the footage and what he, what he liked, I'm assuming. And then the last cut was the George Lucas cut. Hmm. Reportedly, of all of the three cuts, George has scored the highest in test screenings at 88 was the score. But Kathleen decided to not go with that version. The cut was reportedly about 40% different from what Jeez. we got from uh, what, uh, from what we got in theaters. And two major changes are noted here in this article that I've got pulled up here. Uh, so this comes from a guy, his name's Doomcock, and he's, he's, he's put out a bunch of stuff in the past. He's pretty reliable. If he says some shit's happened and he has the sources, odds are that shit happened. Uh, where, let's see here. Uh, I have the details. Oh yeah. He says, I have the details of two scenes that were in the Lucas cut, but not in the theatrical release. And one of them will likely break your heart. So let's just do that right now and fuck your whole day up. Shall we? The first one is Ray is alone on the Falcon struggling with the feeling or struggling with feelings of shame as anger threatens to lead her to the dark side. And she asks out loud, Why is this so hard? Suddenly, even though she is alone, she hears a reply. Life is a struggle, but in the struggle, we become better. Ray looks up and sees Anakin Skywalker standing right beside her as a force ghost. My source, he said, was personally shown a screenshot of Anakin and Ray standing together on the Falcon. But that's not the one that really fucking is going to make you want to punch babies. What? We'll get to that one soon. There's more to add to this scene. In the scene, Anakin reveals to Rey how the Emperor survived in Return of the Jedi and reveals information regarding the Veil of the Force and the Emperor's Sith mirrors that allows him to access the Veil's powers, which we talked about in a previous podcast as a method in which it was rumored Disney was going to retcon the three current Star Wars films. So basically, Anakin was going to show up and explain her to uh, that stuff to us, so the audience would have been primed for a redo of the films going forward. So we see here that George Lucas wanted to use the concept in Skywalker as introducing to the larger audience, which we can guess would have led to the reset. Something, of course, Kathleen Kennedy would have been dead set against, as it would nullify her three movies. So that uh, could be why she decided to not go with the Lucas cut of Skywalker. Then we got some more details on what is called the reunion, which, fuck me, fuck me. Uh, Doomcock goes over the details of another scene of the Lucas cut of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker in which a scene that would have been included in, uh, by J.J. Abrams in The Force uh, uh, should have been included by J.J. Abrams in The Force Awakens. It's a scene that everyone wanted to see and something uh, of a no-brainer. It should, uh, it should also be said, it's obvious that Kathleen Kennedy and Abrams never had the intention of including the scene in their Disney Star Wars movies in the first place, as it wasn't the fault of the death 
of Carrie Fisher that caused the scene to not happen. But Abrams and Kennedy intentionally chose to not do the scene as they killed off Harrison Ford's uh, Han Solo in The Force Awakens. Something uh, that these guys are saying is unforgivable. I'm not totally against that statement. Uh, yes, the scene involves the reunion of Leia, Han, and Luke. The next, uh, so this is back to, uh, uh, Doomcock's, uh, quote. The next bit is going to make you mad, explains Doomcock. The second scene that was revealed to my source happened when Kylo Ren got the vision of Han Solo sent by Leia to try and steer him away from the dark side. In the Lucas cut, when Kylo speaks to Han, he is joined by Leia, who force projects herself into the scene. The two of them are joined by none other than Luke Skywalker. This is what ultimately kills Leia, force projecting herself and Han to try and save their son. And then Luke himself projects himself as a force ghost is there. And so the result of the scene is that finally at the end, fans would have seen Han, Luke, and Leia reunited one last time. And this is what Kathleen Kennedy took away from us, if true, reveals Doomcock. I can tell you that my source personally saw another screenshot of this scene, a photo of Leia on the left, Han in the center, and Luke on the right. And so again, Kathleen chose to not go with these scenes, as essentially what they reveal is that she made the wrong choice about what direction she went with regarding her Star Wars movies. The potential good news is that George Lucas is rumored to return to Disney Star Wars in some form, which will also involve Jon Favreau and Dave uh, Filoni. I think is how you pronounce that last name, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. uh, possibly as an advisor or even the new head of Lucasfilm. There may be hope. Yet, that all comes from com uh, Cosmic Book News. No way that George is going to be the new head of Disney, uh, of uh, Lucasfilm, but he definitely would go into, you know, give his point of view. <clears throat> so there you anyway, go. It is what it is. That, I mean, that should just should have happened. The fact that they managed to do three movies without reuniting the three fucking characters is one of the most heinous yeah. fucking I things mean, in film. Even if they did all this stuff, the movies are still not good. They, yeah, they, they, not it's good. Just totally bad. Yeah, it's still it's bad, better, but still better. Yeah, better. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah. So just like we have a uh, or I have a hashtag fuck Konami. Any opportunity opportunity to say this hashtag fuck Kathleen Kennedy. Fucker. Destroyed Star Wars by herself, and I cannot wait for her to be fired, given a bajillion dollars as a severance, and then yep. move on to somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're doing. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, The Witcher Blood Origin was announced, a six-part live-action Witcher spin-off series looking into the origin story of the merging of man and elves within that universe. So there you go. Nice. If you're if you so if you like The Witcher, we know the second series is already on the way, and then it's not going to have all that weird fucky timeline shit that the first season fought with. Uh, and now we're getting a spinoff with the origins, which I think the I don't know because I didn't play, but I don't even think the games covered the origins. Uh, yeah, I don't then. know. Uh, I suspect obviously the books probably did uh, probably did, but yeah. So this would be new territory for a number of people. And so that's kind of exciting to see. Uh, and then last up, probably the most random thing I've seen, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme announced 
some sort of Netflix project is, is happening. Him and Netflix are getting together to do something. It was a teaser trailer that was put up, which is just basically classic shadow of Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits because that's 95% of Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, uh, and you know what? Fuck it. I'm there for it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I like me some Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Uh, say what you will about the man, but, uh, his movies were, were entertaining and nobody has a prettier kick in the fucking world than Jean-Claude Van Damme. It just doesn't exist. It might not be functional, but it is the prettiest fucking kick in the history of film. So there you go. And thankfully now it seems he's finally off all the fucking drugs and trying to do something with himself because he was in a, a pretty crazy place for a long time. And that's all I've got. Do we have any other movie and TV news on your side? Nah, it's dead, man. Uh, I got a... Mom wanted Disney+, Plus, and so I gave her my Roku, uh, my Roku Ultra for upstairs, and then I picked up the, uh, the, the NVIDIA Shield TV Pro uh, oh, yeah. to put down that? here. Uh, so my experience with it so far is it's great. Super quick to set up, especially if you already have a Google account on your phone and stuff, which, I mean, that's almost everyone. Uh, and so it took like two seconds to set up. Longest part of the setup was signing into all the accounts like it usually, like it usually is. Uh, very quick, very snappy. It can run as its own Plex server, so you don't have to necessarily rely on a NAS if you don't want to invest in a NAS. Uh, to do it, and you don't have like a massive library, but it also has USB ports so you can expand its storage and just run it instead of having to run something else 24-7. You can just mm. use uh, that. Um, it uh, it has anything that an Android TV box can get thrown at it, so there's a lot of games involved with it that you can uh, download and run as well. Uh, pretty much any streaming service that you would want, you can get your hands on there. You can sideload apps if they're not on the store because it is ultimately just an Android box. So you can do lots of, if you're a power user with any kind of knowledge, you can do some pretty crazy shit, uh, with it. If that's your thing, that's your bag. Uh, and then what I haven't tested with it yet is the feature where you can stream your games from steam to your Mm. TV. Oh yeah. And then play it. And then also Nvidia games as well, which is a separate feature. I haven't tested that out yet. Uh, it's not something that I necessarily need here because I can literally plug an HDMI cable into my yeah. TV. However, I'm still probably going to try it at some point to see how good it is and see how yeah. it holds up uh, and see what kind of like the input latency is like and things of that nature because it is a very cool feature to have. But the most impressive thing out of the whole thing uh, for me personally, and it's not even that beneficial for me because I'm still on a 1080p TV, is that anyone with a 4K TV, and especially a decent 4K TV, the upscaling that that box has is fucking bonkers. So if you're watching 720p or 1080p content, which is the majority of content you're watching, most of the stuff on Netflix would be 1080p, uh, for example, and even a lot of television stuff or whatever you might be watching or rips that you have on your hard drives, maybe 720p of television shows. The AI upscaling specifically for this is nuts. It makes it look legitimately fucking, uh, like, noticeably better. Like, we're talking the layperson would notice the difference. Not just somebody like me that would, like, pixel peep for 15 minutes to find the fucking difference. Mm. Big difference. Like, when I was watching, um, when I was watching streams, like, I had the Twitch thing up. If you were to find... Uh, a VOD or whatever that was running within the spec of the upscaler, which it has to be 30, I think it can't go north of 30 FPS, and then just to watch the content, made it look so fucking good. It was wild. 
I would love to see it on a 4K TV because that's where you're going to get the most benefit upscaling 1080p content to 4K. But um, if you're somebody that that consumes a lot of streamed things mm. like Netflix, Crunchyroll, whatever, and you're on a 4K TV, man, I fucking tell you, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this otherwise. Everyone will see the difference, and it's not it's not like a sharpening filter like some upscalers. It legitimately. In the vast majority of details, it's crazy, dude. I don't even—I I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's magic to me. It's fucking magic. There you go. And whatever next version of this, I would say this: don't buy this one. I suspect in a year to eighteen months, the next one is going to come out because this one doesn't have HDMI 2.1. It's at 2.0b, and so I suspect that you're going to get the new model in a year to eighteen months, and that will be the one to buy more than likely. Um, it is expensive, but if you're a power user and a gamer, uh, and you'll make use of its functionality and you, uh, then it is, it is by far, it's not even close, by far the best fucking box I've plugged in. The next closest one is the one I gave mom and dad, which is the Roku ultra, but that's just for streaming content. And it doesn't have a lot of like, it doesn't have the, as broad of an HDR compatibility, for example. So if you have Disney plus like you do, Jeff, like, you know, your TV in your living room has the, uh, HDR uh, like Dolby Vision is on a lot of Disney stuff. Mm. Roku Ultra doesn't have Dolby Vision, for example, but this one does have that compatibility. So it's it's better in that regard. But otherwise, yeah, very, very good stuff. So thumbs up uh, for all of that. And that's it for that. It is now time to move on to tech support. Ladies and gentlemen, Patreon.com slash lag TV. We are working towards that $3,000 goal. When we hit that, we're going to be doing a series, a remote series of Jeff and I watching our classic lag TV content and doing running commentary over those videos. We're going to find a way to do that and try and like produce like some decent stuff for it. Uh, for you guys, it's been a requested thing for a hot minute now. And we hit that 3000 on Patreon. That's when we're going to be taking the time to do that kind of content for you guys, and you'll be able to to watch that stuff. You guys have been crushing it so far, doing a great job, despite the fact that I know lots of people don't have the income that they would normally because of the coronavirus. Lots of people uh, have certainly, I, I, I seriously appreciate those who have, who have not canceled, but it just backed off on their amounts, which makes perfectly good sense. I get it. Uh, it's greatly appreciated that you guys have continued to allow us uh, to have our income while yours has uh, taken a hit during all of this nonsense. Uh, but you head on over there, $10 and higher each month. You're going to be able to ask questions on our tech support post that I put up before the podcast, uh, or today it was during the podcast because I forgot to get it up <laughs> just before, uh, and ask your questions there. We answer as many as we can. Uh, you also get access to the H, uh, the, the, I want to say HQ, a high quality version of the uh, podcast audio, which is basically lossless audio is what you're getting off of SoundCloud for that. So if you're a real big audio nut for that kind of thing, then uh, that you get as well. And some other stuff too. Um, first up, let's see. We got the people are still doing the like things. So I'm going to see what we got here in the likes. Uh, Logan asks, if you could be the CEO of one Fortune 500 company, what company would that be? Microsoft. Somebody has to fucking stop the madness 
mm. with the updates. Somebody's somebody's got to fucking do it. Also, mm. somebody's got to fix the bullshit in the in the Microsoft uh, Office suite because it has been fucking a mess for a, a while now. But yeah, I'm um, I'm going I'm going Microsoft on that one. Uh, I I I'm going I, I'm going Facebook. Facebook, okay. Mm-hmm. They got to fix that shit, man. They got to fix it. I feel like Facebook's fix is to just delete Facebook mm. and go all in on Instagram. Yeah. It's where every young person is anyway. Facebook's dead. Like at this point, they're just extracting as much value out of yeah. the, the remaining like fucking older edge of the millennial uh, curve into the fucking boomer territory <laughs> that's using Facebook. They're just extracting everything they can out of that user base because numbers talk and data talks. And so once that, I mean, really, I think they should just dump into fucking Instagram at this point. But yeah, um, I wouldn't want to be Google. Uh, just too much fucking Google's. Google's got too much information on everyone, <laughs> on everyone. And I'd be, I'd be terrified on a constant basis about that shit. Uh, G bros asks, what things scared you guys as a child? Was it ira- an irrational fear or because of a bad experience? As a child? Uh... Yeah, we skipped Gen X entirely because Gen X just never actually says anything. They just like sit around and fucking... Gen X, Gen X, Gen X just accepted their fate, and they're not even part of the. The thing about Gen X is they don't want to be part of the conversation. That's the beauty of Gen X. They're just there. It's like the forgotten fucking generation, and they kind of want to be forgotten. <laughs> um, I don't. I wasn't really scared of much as a kid. Like, I can't really think of like any fears that I've had, like as a kid. No, I didn't have anything major. Um. Like, I wasn't afraid of the dark or anything, you know. No, no, it was nothing like that. Um, the only thing I feared as a kid was my dad's boot up my ass. That was, that was pretty, I was just about to say, my father is probably the thing that I feared the most, yeah. <laughs> uh, getting an ass whooping, uh, you know, and I think that's probably a good, I think that's probably a result of, of good parenting. I think if, if as a, as a child, I mean, when I say like some people actually fear their father because of really bad things but um you know for me growing up it was like hey fear of disappointing my dad fear of uh getting that report card to show my dad fear of you know doing the wrong thing getting punished um it was like a healthy fear i guess i, I it was borderline borderline healthy fear sometimes it was unhealthy but i think the most most of it was relatively the fear that you want it, your ch- you want your child to have, so they're not running it's rampant. The fear of consequence, exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Paul asks, "What's one thing you guys both love and hate about Halifax, and what's one thing you would change?" So, a love, a hate, and a thing we would change about Halifax. Uh, I love, um, I love the people, um, the thing I hate, 
about Halifax? Um, mm, I hate the taxes. Because uh, we are, we have the second worst taxes other than Quebec uh, and Canada. Um, and the thing I would change. The taxes. <laughs> like the shittiest thing about the taxes here is that there's really no option for a government because we don't have a tax I know, base. I, yeah, I know. I know. So it's I like, know. it just, it, 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 it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. Like it just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the thing about, I love most about Halifax is that for me, it's just big enough as a city to feel like a city, but not so big that it feels like a city, which is a really awkward thing to say, but you know what I mean. I know so, what you're So, like, yeah. it's big enough it's to have just enough... Worlds. Yeah, it's like the best of both worlds. You yeah. don't have 30 million people crammed onto a fucking postage stamp. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's... That's probably my favorite thing, and I, and I think that plays to the culture that, you know, the people, because there's not so many people, you, you know, you, you, you get, you, you tend to get a bit more of a relaxed culture uh, here. The re you know, It's not as, as uptight and everything isn't like, go, 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 um, like it is in other places. You don't feel like everyone is constantly trying to fucking sprint through life at a thousand yeah. miles an hour here. Uh, which, which I think plays into everyone, uh, or more people being less of an asshole than, than, than places where it's like, everyone's in the rat race. Yep. Going full bore. Um, the, the thing I don't like about Halifax, uh, I mean, I don't, I also don't like the lack of entertainment we have here. It's uh, yeah, because we're that's that plays into the size of the city, right? Yeah. Like we don't, we aren't quite big enough to draw. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, the thing I don't like about Halifax, I'm gonna say, would be uh, travel. I dude, I can think of a, a well, many many things, bro, that I don't like about here. Yeah, I don't. I, the things for the yeah, because they don't affect me as much. Like I don't, I don't yeah. get on a plane and fly. Nor do oh, I want yeah. to be on a plane and fly like yeah. five times a year. Yeah. Uh, so it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I, at, at the highest end, I would be on a plane once a year. So the yeah. cost of travel isn't exactly fucking blowing my hair back. Um, yeah. Weather sucks. I think our weather's. If you look at what other people put up with in pretty much almost anywhere else on Earth. We're fucking crushing it here, bro. Like, yeah, it's a little shitty in the wintertime, but we don't have, like, New Brunswick's 48 feet of snow. We don't yeah. have we don't have Toronto and Quebec's minus 50 fucking degrees Celsius. We don't have, like, we don't have, like, Calgary's Chinook bullshit where it's the middle of July and all of a sudden there's a foot and a half of snow in the middle of the morning. We don't have California literally being on fire six months out of the year. <laughs> Like, I'd actual take, I'd fire. Take, dude, I'd take California's fire over our shit fucking winters 
any day of the week. If I could trade weather with California, I'd fucking take California weather all year round. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that for the literal fire. I don't mean the heat. I mean yeah. the literal fire. Yeah. In California, like six months of the year, the amount the amount of people losing houses and shit and having to move and get out of the way, and then the air quality and everything else. Uh no, like I, I get, I, I get that. Like when I, when you go there, it is nice to have that temperature, but it's also like, for me, I need the, I need the, the seasonal changes. I need it to feel fucking different, I don't. I because don't. waking up every day and going outside and be like, ah, another day that looks exactly the fucking same as every other fucking day of the week. It's like I, you know, I don't, okay I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, but what would I, what I don't like about Halifax, probably. Uh, probably the job market here is the worst. Honestly, if I had to pick one thing other than the taxes, which this goes hands in hand with the taxes, is that our job market here sucks balls. Mm. And then we get taxed like a son of a bitch on top of that. And our rent right now is fucking nuts. Like for the dollar amount that people are are actually making in Halifax, the cost of rent here is insane. Yeah. You pretty much, you pretty much need a roommate or a spouse. Yeah. There was yeah. a, there was a, in the, in the paper the other day, there was a, an article on a lady who, um, who has government assistance and then works at a grocery store is what she's worked like most of her life. She's a, uh, an attendant at a grocery store. Uh, and you need government assistance because that doesn't pay for anything. Uh, you just don't make enough money. So she's got government assistance, whatever. She's been in an apartment in the North end, which has been slowly turning into fucking hipsterville for like the last 10 years. <clears throat> Uh, in apartments since like 2004. In 2004, when she moved into it, it was like $500 a month. Not a, not, it's not even a, it's not a phenomenal apartment then, and sure shit isn't now. It's like, it's one of those apartments that's old, and it's in the North End, you, yep. and, and you see pictures of her apartment, it's like cockroaches, mice, mold, fuck, it's, it's like crack housing, is basically what it is. And it is now over a thousand dollars a month because it's in the North End. And she can't afford that shit. She literally, this, she can't afford it anymore. And so she's been on the waiting list with housing services, which is a list now because the vacancy rate in Halifax is 1%. Less and than so, 1%. Less than 1%. So people are literally becoming homeless because a crack den in the North End is $1,000 a month. Yep. It's not, and, and it's, and like, the only thing I can think of is because it's people moving from outside the city with money, buying up property in Halifax, left, right, and fucking center, and driving the cost up. Because nobody in Halifax, not enough people in Halifax make enough money a year for any of these rent prices to make even a little bit of sense. Halifax is like a race, if you're lucky with a college degree, or you're like red sealed in three different fucking trades and you're in the union, it is a race to 75 grand a year. And that's like Halifax baller at 75,000 for the vast majority of people. Anything north of 90, you're looking at professors, long tenured school teachers, or very successful business owners that are like old families like Lebanese or Greek that, that own a lot of property or businesses in the city that have a lot of money sitting around because most of the businesses are privately owned in Halifax. There's not a lot of like big business that have like, say, corporate offices here. So there's not a lot of like middle management doesn't exist 
in Halifax. You got to move to Toronto for middle management. So all that money, and then and then you go and you're like, all right, you go to Kijiji and you like type in, I want a, I want a two bedroom apartment or like a one bed, fuck it, one bedroom apartment somewhere that isn't 35 minutes outside of the city where I work, and it's like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month. It's not that much. I mean, unless you're going down like you're you're going in in the prime. The, here's the problem, uh, and I know this more. I, I know this more than most because I own property and you can do a one bedroom apartment that's like seven seven hundred yeah. square feet for like eleven yeah. or twelve hundred in yeah. like that they're not great apart they're not something that you and I would go and look at and want to live in. Can you live in them? Yes. But I mean the fucking five hundred block is probably like eight hundred dollars a month now if it's not government fucking subsidized and they yeah. just put up a new building there next to the five hundred block that you would probably know about. I don't know what the rent is there. One of M's friends lives in there, but mm-hmm. I bet you by the look of it, even though it's wood construction, I doubt it's south of fucking $1,200 a month for a room there. And that's literally in one of the yeah. lowest income areas of Spryfield. So yeah. like, yeah, I mean the real the reality is, is like, it's, it's affordable. If, if you have somebody with you, um, it's very affordable. Uh, I wouldn't say very, but I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not going to kill you. But if you're by yourself or basically and you want to live in the Halifax area, um, you're, the average rent is, is it for a two-bedroom. Like The average rent is going to be like $1,400. Um, and that, that shit will go right up to you know $2,500, depending on where you're living. Um, the problem is, is there, there's a lot of real estate going up. But there's not a lot of housing going up. It's a lot of buildings. Yeah, it's just condos and apartments. Yeah, there's just not a lot of there's just not a lot of land left uh, to for people to build. And since we have such a huge student market, the vast majority of investors are buying student rentals in the South End, and you know they're paying astronomical prices because you have each student paying five six hundred dollars a head in a six to eight bedroom house, Um, and people are buying up single family homes and turning them into student rentals. And the problem is uh, you're, you're starting to see a lot of people that were getting $500, $600 a month, $700 a month, and landlords are going, well, fuck, people are willing to pay $900, $1,100, $1,100 a month. I got to move these rents up. I got to go with the market. Um, and be honest, here, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, is the property taxes, the actual taxes, uh, they're all skyrocketing. They're going up. Like property taxes are going up a lot. So the costs for a landlord is also going up. There is definitely some inflation where people are getting where people are gouging. Yeah, I'm not I'm not placing this all on the landlords. Yeah. The government yeah, yeah. is also the, yes, has a I fault can, here, but for sure. Yeah, I can tell you property taxes are making a huge difference uh monthly wise that are bringing up people's rent um each and every year essentially. So yeah, it's cra- it's crazy here, uh, but the real estate game is is really good here because we're we we haven't quite hit the like if you're buying and holding in the area, it's great. But if you're a renter, man, well, and the problem is that's like ninety shit. fucking percent of people right now are renters yeah. because because if rent is that high, income is yeah. that low, even with two people putting away enough money to have a down payment on a house to not have a mortgage until you're fucking ninety eight years old, yeah, is. Yeah. Well, less and less people are just buying these days anyway. Like this generation just buying less. Uh people it's just like a it's like a renting it's like a renting uh 
just well, the way people are people are going about. And I don't think it's necessarily because people can't afford it. It's also just because it's just the way this generation is where they're they want to travel. They want to uh, go in and see different places. They want to live in different places. They want to be part of the in crowd. They want to uh, do different. They just operate differently than what my parents did uh, and what your parents did. Uh, so the mentality is different. And since the mentality is different, the work ethic is different. And so it just also makes it harder for people to stay put, to have a quote unquote career. There's less careers th these days and more people working jobs and doing different things and being, I guess, living their create their, their spirit animals, being creative and, you know, doing, I don't want to say the hipster thing, but they're just operating differently, uh, which is also making it harder for people to, uh, to buy properties. And when there's more people that want to rent, then rents are going to go up because supply and demand. And if there's not enough housing, well, that's just the way she goes. Yeah. I, 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 in Halifax, anyway, it's the majority of it is people don't have the money because the jobs are shit here. Yeah, this but, just, you know, the housing isn't very expensive here either. I mean, you can buy a single family home for a quarter of a million dollars. You know, people hear this right now. And a quarter of a million dollars for the vast majority of even other parts of Canada, let alone other parts of the world, is dick all. Like literally dick all. Yes. Like 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 nothing. But uh, but if I go to but if I go to a different province, I'm going to make between thirty and forty percent more on a year. It depends. And it depends. have less tax. It depends on the it depends on the province. I mean, if you move into Vancouver, you're fucked because their housing market is way worse. Well, nobody is moving market, to Toronto for Vancouver Toronto, for housing. The Toronto market, even though you make a hundred thousand dollars a year to buy a property, your average your average house is going to be eight hundred thousand to a million bucks. Yeah. If you want anything remotely close, so eight hundred thousand a million dollars for for a house that's two hundred and fifty here, it's all like it all sort of balances itself. The reality is, man, the average person just can't really afford to buy a house like just. Like Canada wide, like yeah. it, it, it's 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 rough. It's just fucking rough. And then you look over in Vancouver, where my sister's been for 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 a long time, bro. Her rent there was like twenty two hundred dollars a month. You know, she didn't have a roommate. There's just no way in fucking you could, you could ever afford it. And to buy a house down there, it makes Toronto look stupid. Well, that's because Vancouver had a massive issue where friggin' yeah, foreigners uh, were coming foreigners buying up, were all, kind of buying up all the property up, and not right? even living in the fucking country, yeah. <laughs> which is what's happening here now. This yeah. is like the same oh, fucking thing here because the real estate market is 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 good, and uh, the reality is you need to have a spouse or a roommate, partner, whatever, to bro, really like. Bro, I'm, get I'm about by. to I'm about to get into fucking polygamy to to afford a fucking house at this point. <laughs> I'm about to have a fucking harem with like five wives and like 98 children. We're gonna go back to farmland where you're gonna need like six kids to be able to support your fucking living. It's crazy. It's fucking yeah. nuts. It's yeah, I and mean, so yeah, it's 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 fucking bonk bonkers. We definitely need rent control. That's what I would change: rent control in Halifax. When, and I don't mean that just because, I, like I said, I don't think it's 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 just no, landlords. Yeah, I know. It's just it's the government needs to have the reins pulled back on them too. It's just yeah. it's uh, because I mean, in other provinces, it almost makes sense. Not in like it's obviously it's bad everywhere, like really bad. But at least the money for a long time were in those provinces where it would make sense that the market yeah. would go up here. Yeah. The money's never fucking been here and now yeah. it's going, it's going up. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it makes it, it makes it a fucking yeah, like, uh, like challenge. even my, like even my properties, I'm, I'm like undervaluing them from what they should be getting, but 
there comes a point where I only need to do certain like so well. And when you have good people, you don't want to, you don't want to lose them because you want to just get, you know, top, top dollar and go and go crazy because you know, they got nowhere else to go or they're, they're, they're going to be, their living condition is going to be worse so that you can have somebody that's going to come in here and and what pay an extra hundred dollars a month, $150 a month. And then what trash your place maybe. You know what I mean? I'd rather have a great tenant that's going to be there for a long time and not nickel and dime. As long well, as everyone's looking paid. for stability, whether it's it. whether whether it's a person looking to buy a house to settle down, or whether it's a a, a, a landlord looking to have somebody long term that's stable. Everyone's looking for financial stability, and, yep. and for 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 a landlord, if it's a fucking crackhead coming in looking to fucking pay the shit. And you know the house is going to be completely destroyed, and you're going to have to spend a bunch of money to fucking upkeep it because, oops, they absolutely broke the fucking fourth window in the last three months. Uh, then yeah, that's a problem. That's not stable. That's a a, a major issue. Uh, all the same, where those people are just looking to fucking buy a buy a, a you know they just want to buy a fucking. That's the other thing anyway. Before I'm done with this topic, is all the houses that are being built in Halifax are bigger than they need to be, and the cost of them keeps fucking going up. So mm-hmm. like, you know, a starter, you're looking at like start, you want a starter home and you're going to like, and they've got townhouses off of, off of yeah. fucking they're like three, they're like 300, like 300 three. to yeah. start. Yeah. And that's with you're like, look, yeah, you're looking no, at like no additions to build like a cookie cutter, you know, 1600 square foot yeah. single family home. Fucking what? It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> insane. Yeah, it's it's getting pretty stupid. Fucking stupid. And you're paying a lot of that. You're paying for the land, dude. It's the land land prices are just going up because it's just so little of it. Bro, I'm about to move to my fucking family home out in the boonies and just say fuck it. There you go. Fuck all this. Get the fuck royalty out there. Fuck this. (laughs) Get the fuck out. Uh. What music are you listening to right now? Something new or the classics? Nothing because I'm mostly on Twitch and I can't listen to music anymore. Yeah, I uh, I do listen. I just delete my vods, uh, but I, <laughs> I only do it you know a couple days a week. Um, but I don't listen to anything new unless somebody wants me to check out a song that's like new. I'm an old school guy, man. I just I'm not saying I can't appreciate new music because there's tons of stuff that has come out over the years that I really enjoy, but it's it's far few in between. So I'm I'm I just like reminisce on the old stuff, man. Old R and B, old pop old you know take me back to the 90s 80s uh that that's that's my jam like yeah. right in that that sphere i listened to a bunch of em and i were uh she hooked up her alexa little fucking speaker that she had got uh, like a birthday or something from somebody and um and we were listening to uh the backstreet boys and fucking nsync and and other like 90s shit and that's mostly you know there's very, it's uncommon for me to listen to a lot of really new music. Once in a mm. while, a new song comes up. I think it's good, but it's pretty rare because yeah. if I'm going to be honest with you, most of the music right now is fucking garbage, shite. The stuff that you hear, I know there's lots of people go, well, you just have to go looking for your music. Uh, it's just to a, look. Ain't nobody got time for no. that. No. In the 90s, you know what? We did, we had to do turn on the radio. Yeah. And a lot of it was good music. At least if you were into boy bands and shit. Uh, but like the shit now is just, just ain't it. Especially mumble rap. I want to fucking somebody, please, God, stop mumble rap. Fuck's sake. Uh, what's your game of the year 2020 so far? 
I mean, the only thing I've really played was The Last of Us, and I haven't even finished that, yeah. which is, you know, not saying a whole lot, you know, that yeah. I haven't wanted to jump in and just finish that, right? So that's uh, probably my game of the year so far because it's the only game I think that I've actually played that is new this year. Everything else has been Grand Theft Auto or StarCraft. Uh, yeah, I haven't even, like, played a lot of, like, brand new shit this year, and and I'd probably, even if I played The Last of Us, uh, or if I played, uh, I mean, there's only been a couple of games that are probably Game of the Year contenders that have come out so far. For me, to this point, probably Paper Mario, honestly, just because from a, the perspective of it being so polished and it's such, such a good, tight game. The problem is that people want, you know, when people won't give Game of the Year, they it's turned into the fucking Oscars. So yeah. The Last of Us is probably going to win just a slew of fucking Game of the Year awards because it's a giant gore porn graphic masterpiece, voice acted, wa- out the wazoo uh, game. But uh, I probably Paper Mario to this point. And, uh, and then we've got, um, I think what will happen is if, if any publications will include games that have been like remastered or re-released as possible candidates, that Horizon Zero Dawn on the PC that's coming out in two weeks, uh, will probably, or like a week and a bit, will probably be, uh, a contender. Uh... Mm-mm, we get time for one more. Mm. Seth asks, what is something that is generally loved that you despise? Could be anything from food, music, TV, movies, etc. Mm. That is love that I despise. Yeah, something that's like super popular. Doesn't matter what it is. Like they said, it could be. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say mumble rap because the shit's making people bajillions of dollars, and it's listened everywhere, and it's hot fucking garbage, and it's objectively bad music. I'm the, gonna say TikTok. Yeah, TikTok as well. I fucking can't stand TikTok, dude. I think it's. I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna keep it a hundred percent. TikTok is fucking garbage. Right? I actually think TikTok is a cringy fucking app. I think people look, I think the vat, there are some talented people that make it work, but there is a lot of fucking cringe where there's a lot of unfunny people trying to do funny viral clips that just come off forced, rehearsed. It's just, well, it's brutal. all, it's all rehearsed, right? That's yeah, like the it's whole just idea. Fucking brutal. There's very few natural, talented people that legitimately make that shit work like Vine did. Yeah. This is just like, it's nonstop. I can't stand watching people, chicks, dudes, whatever. I don't care how fucking cute and hot you are and how tight of a booty shorts you're wearing. I think it's super fucking cringe when you're dancing and you're lip singing. I don't, I just, it it reminds me of... Which, by the way, it's, is a fucking shit song by Chris it's just, Brown. It, it's just fucking <laughs> brutal, bro. I can't stand. I I actually just I don't watch any of it because it's so cringy that I, I have a hard time. Like physically, you ever watch like things that are like really embarrassing that you you you? It's you almost like away. Hard time watching it, yeah, because you're embarrassed for them and you almost don't want to like watch it because it makes you feel like. It gives you anxiety, like it makes you feel like you're going through it. 
And it's, it's, but you're watching somebody. That's how I feel about TikTok. And I know people love it. And I know, you know, it's a big platform and, you know, there's superstars on there. I get it. I just, I just think it's cringe. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah. TikTok, the the Chinese government running the fucking thing. Notwithstanding, it's a cringe, cringe fest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Fucking California rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if you're that's not the, sushi bro if you're that person that says man i really could go for some sushi right now I'm like yeah fuck yeah let's go get some fucking sushi and then you go and you order a california go fuck yourself <laughs> i mean they just they, they they just i wouldn't say fuck yourself I, I i would say more of like bro this ain't it all right this this isn't sushi, okay? If you like this... It ain't being elitist. I'm not telling you to go to a place run by a Japanese couple. The guy's 98 years old and looks like he's got fucking 82 tons of arthritis in his hands and you barely fucking roll shit in him. I'm not being that... It's not sushi! The fucking California rolls. Are you even fishing it? I don't even... Like, it's just no. like it's... No, it's like a cucumber. Does it even have the essence of fish? Like, did somebody, like, wave a salmon over top of it loosely so the air, like, infuses it with, like, the essence of salmon? Really? Fuck California rolls, bro. Yeah. And, 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 like, don't say you want to go for sushi and do that. Say you want to go for a fucking California roll. Yes. I could really go for some rice and veggies. Like there's a lot of rolls that are still fucking proper sushi. You just you, you, you yep. you're the, but California rolls that ain't it is not one. California rolls are up there with sushi pizza for things that 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 were not invented by a fucking person who gave a shit about sushi. There was somebody inventing shit for Americans. It's like the chicken. It's like the sweet and sour chicken ball in a fucking Chinese restaurant. Shit ain't Chinese food. They made it because your ass don't like Chinese food. That's well, why here's, it's there. Here's, here's here's the perfect analogy. All right, for what a California roll is. All right, California roll is the gateway drug of sushi. All right, so most people that try out sushi, they're usually iffy about eating raw fish. Right, so they're like, all right, just try a California roll. So they try a California roll, and it builds up that confidence. Of them thinking that it's real sushi, and they're like, "Okay, well, maybe I will I had try mock crab." Yeah, I, I guess I'll, <laughs> I will try. You know, maybe a, a temporal roll or a you know, uh, maybe I'll try a salmon avocado roll or something like that, and it gets them to go in. So basically, the California roll is marijuana. All right, <laughs> of the, of the drugs. All right, of the drugs. But the people that really do drugs, right? They go marijuana. And people that really smoke smoke weed, they go, marijuana ain't a drug, bruh. Right? That's what they say. Right? Yeah. It ain't a fucking drug. It's just fucking weed. It's a plant, right? It's a herb. It's a herb. All right. Get you high. It is what it is. You want to know what a drug is? Cocaine. That's a drug. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Black Matt, tar heroin. Black tar heroin. That's a drug. All right. Weed, it's a plant. And it's not, they don't really consider it a drug. It's the same thing with sushi eaters. Sure, okay. Theoretically, it's a form of sushi. Theoretically, marijuana is a form of drug, right? But 
It's not really. It's not really. You haven't really done drugs. You can't call yourself a druggie if all you do is smoke pot. <laughs> you can't really call yourself a sushi uh, um, lover. Lover. Uh, if if all you eat is California rolls, bruh, that ain't it. That ain't it. You've had the gate right. You have the gateway. You haven't. You don't even know what high is yet. Have you stuck a needle in your arm and pumped black tar heroin <laughs> in it? That's a high that I suggest you never do. <laughs> Have you had some fucking salmon nigiri with the perfect amount of salmon on the perfect amount of bed of rice with just the right of wasabi, right amount, a little bit of a little bit of soya sauce and a bit of ginger to go afterwards? That's sushi. All right? That's the drug. The California wool and the weed it's an introduction. It can be a good time if you're not used to real drugs, real sushi. All right? But the reality is, unlike drugs, you got to experiment. Don't do that with drugs. No. Right? Smoke weed, but don't, don't experiment let's with drugs. Let's use a safer analogy, Jeff. Let's use a, let's use a safer yeah. analogy here, you all see right? Where I'm going with this, right? You see where I'm going with this? The California roll... It's like missionary sex. It's the hand job, Jeff. It's not even sex yet. Oh, fuck. You haven't even had sex yet because it's Ooh. not really sex. California right. rolls okay. are as much sushi as, uh, a, as a hand job is sex. Okay. All right. It's sexual activity. Yes, technically but it, speaking. But it's not full-blown penetration. No. All right. So the California roll is a hand job from a girl, right? That doesn't have a penis that can't stroke at all, and you know you can do it better. All right, not it's even not a even a good one. It's nothing. like it's like because you know what a good one is spicy tuna roll. That's an enthusiastic hand job. You know yeah, what a fucking California roll is? It's a cons- It's a consolation prize that the girlfriend's like, I don't want sex. I'll just rub one out for you real quick, and she's on her phone, probably watching TikTok, hearing. And then nah. you just think you're barely fucking hurt. You're, you're concentrating that. so hard to enjoy yourself. And yeah, technically you got it in, <laughs> but it's nothing to write home about. That's a California roll. All right. I'm feeling you there. So I'm fuck California rolls. Fuck it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another Tech Dolphin podcast. <laughs> it's time to wrap this one up. Much like you would if you actually had to have something that it wasn't a California roll. Mm. We'll see you guys next week. And if you have the opportunity to go and get yourself some sushi, remember, it's not a California roll. Get yourself some fucking nigiri, you plebeian, for fuck's sake. <laughs> At least make it like a rainbow roll or a dragon roll something. that has like tuna or something, something. something. on something. Like a roll that also has fish. Something. Something. And in case you're wondering, mock crab is pollock. It's it's actually just flavored fucking fish. You're already you're already mostly there. Go the rest of the way. Cut the mayonnaise. Mm. And get off that North American bullshit. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh hit us up with a like and comment on YouTube. Uh rate us on iTunes if that's even still a thing. Spread the word. Tell somebody about this podcast if they enjoy sushi. And by that I mean not California rolls. Uh, and sexual innuendo, because we got lots of that. 
Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week for more of whatever the fuck this is. Oh, I see I accidentally the whole thing and, uh, and closed my music out, but that's okay. Peace. Stay safe, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. My NOS doesn't want to fucking turn on, so I have no music. Holy fucking hell, Synology, what are you doing? Fuck yourself, just give me my music, please. Holy shit, balls. Give me my fucking music. There we go.